welcome to the Andrew Staples Show. I am your host, Andrew Staples. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to my podcast. It means the world to me. As you can tell by the title of this episode, this is a long overdue episode, one I've been working on uh, for weeks. I've actually had a made up multiple mock drafts, was going to sit down and do a podcast on them, got sidetracked, got discombobulated, you name it. That's why it didn't happen. You start to look at the calendar and realize, oh crap, the draft's three days away. I better do this mock draft before, <laughs> mock draft episode before. Uh, nobody wants to hear it. Not that anybody may want to hear it, but if you're listening, I appreciate it and thank you. There are a lot of uh, mock draft NFL podcasts out there and this is definitely amateur hour, uh, but I love the NFL. I love the NFL draft. Sometimes the draft and the offseason are more fun for me than the actual season. And I put together what I think is a pretty good draft, a mock draft. Uh, did not do any trades in the first round. And it's only a first round draft, um, mock draft. The, I'm going to, the teams that did not have a first round pick, I did mock them as well for their second round picks. So we'll get into that. Uh, the app I use, Anchor, thank you for allowing me to do this, uh, but you can only record one hour at a time, so let's get to it and uh, start mocking the draft. With the first pick, the Cincinnati Bengals. Select, no shock here, Joe Burrow. Now, from LSU, the quarterback from LSU. Now, here's the thing. I think if the offseason had been like a normal offseason, that there is a chance that Tua could have went number one. Before his injury, everybody and their cousin had Tua going number one. Of course, before the season started last year, Joe Burrow was a third or fourth round pick in a lot of experts' minds. And we see what happened there. And that just shows any year. You know, like I heard team or fans talking about uh, tanking for Trevor Lawrence next year. There's no guarantee that he'll even be the number one pick. What if some quarterback comes in this year and just dominates and maybe he goes number one? So. Or Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, you know, heaven forbid. But I think if I think it would have been a conversation, and you know, there was all that back and forth that did Joe want to go to the Bengals or not, and it looks like it's finally they've smoothed things over. And Cincinnati did make an effort this offseason to upgrade their talent. They signed, I think, three defensive backs and a stud defensive tackle to help their defense that was really bad last year. So. Uh, this makes a lot of sense. I think that there's going to be multiple LSU Tigers to go into the Cincinnati Bengals uh, this off this draft. I have, I'll talk about that later on, but uh, I think they're going to move around. Uh, there's at least two prospects that I wouldn't be shocked if they end up Bengals. All right, let's go to the number two pick and my favorite franchise, the Washington Redskins. You know, if I could have done mocks or trades. I still wouldn't have done it. The only way, if I'm the Redskins, that I would trade out of the number two spot is if Miami gave me 18, 26, and 39. Um, I don't think Miami will do that now because of Tua's uh, injury history and everything and everything, you know, the recovery process. So with the number two pick, the Washington Redskins select Chase Young because no team is going to trade up and give them what they want, and they get Chase Young, the pass rusher from Ohio State. Here's the thing. If Miami called and said, hey, we'll give you a second-round pick, 
I'm not going down from two to five and losing out on Chase Young and having Chase Young potentially end up a New York Giant. So it's like last year. You look at the draft. What if what if Tampa Bay had called San Francisco and said, hey, we'll give you our second-round pick to move up and get Nick Bosa? You know, Devin White, who the Bucks ended up getting at five, was a solid player, uh, inside linebacker. But, you know, no way in this world would San Francisco have t- taken that deal. And that's why the Redskins, I don't think, will take that, will make a trade down unless they get multiple first-round picks, and which I just, I don't see happening. And I don't think... I don't think Oakland would move up, and I don't think Jacksonville would move up. And I wouldn't want to go that far down anyway. I, I mean, yeah, you you could get a tackle at 9 or a receiver at 12 if you made those trades, but Chase Young's one of those players. I mean, I've heard scouts say he's better than Miles Garrett, and Miles Garrett's a stud, you know, when he's not beating Mason Rudolph over the head with a helmet. So I think this would be the right pick. So Joe Burrow goes one to the Bengals. Chase Young goes two to the Redskins. No trades, so I'm going to have the Lions selecting cornerback Jeffrey Okuda out of Ohio State. Interesting fact, the top three players, if this goes according to my mock draft, were all three of those guys were teammates at Ohio State at one point. So um, before Burrow transferred, after he couldn't beat Dwayne Haskins out. So that's pretty interesting. So yeah, Jeffrey Okuda, the corner from Ohio State, goes three to the Lions. For some reason, uh, Matt Patricia is allergic to good corners. He traded away. He couldn't get along with Darius Slay. Traded him away, and they signed Trufant from the Falcons. But they don't have a true number one corner, and they're going to get one here with Jeffrey Okuda, I think. All right. So number four, the New York Giants. I every time I did my mock draft, and I did multiple ones, but like this one was the uh, the last couple that I was going to do a show on. I had them taking Isaiah Simmons, or I had them taking Tristan Wirfs. But after today, I spent the day on the tractor, uh, dragging up a field and everything. So I I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Dave Gettleman likes big guys. So I'm going to give him the biggest left tackle in the draft. With the fourth pick, the New York Giants select Makai Becton, offensive tackle out of Louisville. Big guy, man, 6'8", like 360 or 70. Um, he's one of those guys that can block the sun. And uh, he was the tackle that if the Redskins had pulled off a deal last offseason or last preseason or during the season and could have got the Browns' top 10 pick, that was a guy I would have loved for them to have somehow got there. But Bruce Allen, the gift that keeps on giving, did not make that trade. So I think the Giants end up, like I said, is he the best tackle in the draft? I don't know. But I think that he fits what the Giants want to do. The other option is I think the Giants could be a trade-down candidate here. Uh, I know Cleveland would like to get up and get Isaiah Simmons from what I've heard. And I think, honestly, if the Giants don't go tackle, that they would go wide receiver. And their head coach was you know, special teams coordinator and special teams and uh, wide receivers coach. So... We could see. I could. I would. That would be if they trade down. I could definitely see them going Jerry Judy, and uh, maybe hopping back in to the bottom of the first round like they did last year, and getting a tackle. But no, right now I have them. You know, because I'm not doing trades. So th- they are taking Makai Becton, tackle out of Louisville, and the Dolphins who couldn't tank right, according to many. Still get their quarterback. And I think a lot of this stuff about Justin Herbert's been fake. I just don't see it happening. 
I think they would be more likely to go with Jordan Love if they don't go with Tua Tagovailoa. Say that three times fast. And he is out of the University of... Come on now. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Trace. Uh, Tua from Alabama goes to the Dolphins at five. I think he's worth the risk there. Yes, there's been injury concerns, but I just feel like, you know what, you have three first-round picks, you have two first-round picks next year, you got two second rounds this year, two second rounds next year. He's worth the shot. If it doesn't work, I don't think you're going to get fired over it. Uh, He doesn't have to start right away because you have Ryan Fitzpatrick and you have Josh Rosen. Wouldn't be surprised if Rosen gets moved for a late pick, either this draft or next draft. Um, after you know, either during the draft, I could see a team th- like uh, maybe you know a team that's already got a starter. I'm thinking you know Buccaneers came to mind, a team that might want a little bit better option at their backup and might trade a fourth or a fifth for Rosen. You know, he he, I expected more from Rosen. He was actually my third ranked quarterback when he came out. Behind Darnold and Mayfield, and uh, hasn't lived up to the hype. And I just, you know what though? I mean, if you put him on New England this year, I think they could win eight or nine games. So it's just it depends coaching, coaching staff, weapons, and everything around him. But uh, back to number five, I have the Dolphins taking Tua. All right, the Chargers at number six. I have them take. They traded away Russell Okung for. Uh, Trey Turner, the guard from Carolina, in the swap. So I have them not going quarterback here. I know some people want them to take Herbert or Love. I have them taking offensive tackle Jedrick Wills from... Yes, another Alabama player. And it's, none of them went to the Redskins. Isn't that shocking? Um, yeah, I have them going Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle from Alabama. He goes to the Chargers. He could play left tackle. He could play right tackle. He would play left tackle more than likely because they did sign Brian Bulaga. That offensive line all of a sudden, was, which was a major weakness last year, you get Wills on one side, Bulaga on the other, Trey Turner inside. All of a sudden, you got a pretty good offensive line. Now, you know, nothing is Tyrod Taylor, and you know, he's a Hokie, and He's a great college player and has had some good moments in the pros, but I just, I don't see them, I can't see them going all year with him. Also a team I would keep in mind for Josh Rosen, they they sniffed around him last year. And, you know, if you can get him for a fifth-round pick, come in and compete with Tyrod, then you can get a tackle here at six and maybe get a running back or another receiver or a defensive player. <coughs> Pardon me. I, I mean, I, I did give some major consideration to Isaiah Simmons here. Him and Derwin James combined on that defense would have been big, but you can't pass up on a stud tackle like Derrick Wills out of Alabama. So now we go to the seventh pick, the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule, his first draft. I considered tackle, but like I said, they got Okung. I considered Isaiah Simmons. I even considered C.J. Henderson because they really need a corner. But I have them going Derek Brown, best defensive ta- tackle in the draft, probably the second best defensive player in the draft. 
you know, you can make an argument between him and Isaiah Simmons behind Chase Young, but uh, the big defensive tackle at Auburn, I think he would fit very well in Carolina. It's a safe pick, and, you know, defense gets better with him there, and the defense definitely needs some help. Uh, Brian Burns, the first-round pick last year, he would help him, obviously, being on that line. So that's how I have the Panthers taking Derek Brown out of Auburn. Now the Arizona Cardinals. Before free agency, I had them taking wide receiver C.D. Lamb out of Oklahoma. Kyler Kyler Murray's best friend, I was told, or one of his best friends. But they have Larry Fitzgerald, they have Christian Kirk, they have Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson, and Hakeem Butler, and they traded their second-round pick for some guy named DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> so they're not going to go receiver here, but I think if they hadn't made the trade, that, that would have made sense. Um, still the offseason, DeAndre Hopkins. I still can't believe how little the Texans got for him. So I'm going to go with Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle out of Iowa for the Arizona Cardinals. Left tackle, right tackle. They re-signed, or they re-signed Humphreys and Gilbert. So, I mean, technically, I mean, you maybe kick him inside. Either way, he upgraded your offensive line. Isaiah Simmons was a consideration here, but I just feel like these tackles, the depth falls off after a certain point. And, you know, maybe you could get a defensive player in round two that can contribute, but you may not get a stud tackle in the second round. Like, Well, and the Cardinals don't have a second-round pick, so that's another thing you have to remember. So... That's also a, they're also a team I think that could trade out. Keep an eye. I keep hearing that the Atlanta Falcons would like to move up. I could see Atlanta giving up their second round pick to go from sixteen to eight to get Isaiah Simmons or whoever's on the board defensively that they like. But because I don't do trades, Tristan Wirfs tackle from Iowa to the Arizona Cardinals at eight, and just like last year, a player that should not have fallen to number seven, Josh Allen, pass rusher out of Kentucky. Fell into the Jaguars' laps last year. Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson, falls into their laps this year at number nine. And look, they've had they've had a mess this offseason with or last couple of years. I mean, with losing Jalen Ramsey and Dante Fowler, and I mean, you just look at their first round picks: Fowler gone, Blake Bortles gone, um, Jalen Ramsey gone. All of them played for the Rams at one point last year, and uh, you know, you need Duckway is trying to talk his way out of town like you wouldn't believe and you know i hope he understands too you know it's some teams wouldn't care but there's gonna be some teams that you know don't want their star defensive player bad-mouthing the organization and now he's taking shots at the owner of the jaguars and everything so he's diminishing his trade value and uh he did an interview on nfl network and he's like he wanted to go to uh a contending team I'd send him to Cincinnati or somewhere if I was going to trade him. I mean, I think Cincinnati is going to be on the, you know, upswing, but who knows? Maybe send him to Detroit. I think Detroit and possibly. Who was the other team I had? I had Detroit and somebody else. I figure maybe Cleveland. I can't remember who. The Chargers. There's a number of teams that could be having the number one pick next year. So. I would send him one of those teams that you don't think is going to be very good because, <laughs> you know, attitude doesn't get you anywhere sometimes. Uh, I'm off track. I do that sometimes. With the number 10th, let's restart, shall we? Dun, 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 dun. All right. Isaiah Simmons went number 
to number. I am tongue-tied, guys. Isaiah Simmons went to the Jaguars at number nine. At number ten, the last of the four tackles, Andrew Thomas goes to the Cleveland Browns, and I can't remember. He's from Georgia, the University of Georgia. Um. I heard somebody say that they ought to give him number 73 so all those people that have Joe Thomas jerseys can <laughs> pull those back out. I don't think they'll do that, but I do think, uh, you know, last year this time, a lot of mock drafts had Thomas going first, uh, second or third, and I don't know why he would have fell off that bad. I really don't. I think I don't think he has near the upside the other three tackles do, but this guy's solid, and I think he could be a starter for 10 years. And, uh, you know, you had Andrew Thomas and Jack Conklin, from the Titans, suddenly that line gives Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum a shot. All right, with the number 11th, with the 11th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select. All the tackles are gone. So they go wide receiver, Jerry Judy from... That's right. Out of freaking Bama. Uh, great route runner. Best receiver in the draft, I think, by f- a little bit over C.D. Lamb and his teammate Henry Ruggs. But other drafts, I think he would be a top five pick. He like is a great route runner. Seems to be a, just everybody I've heard t- talk about him is just gushes about this guy. Love to see him burgundy and gold if we had traded down, but don't want to trade down. I want Chase Young. So the Jets get the best receiver in the, dra- the draft, Jerry Judy from Alabama. All right, so I would have had Jerry Judy going to the Raiders here, but he went a pick earlier. So you start to look at the other wide receivers, and I think the Raiders are going to go receiver at 19. So here they go the best cor- the second best corner in the draft. They go C.J. Henderson corner out of Florida. They need they need they need three the three major needs I think are corner wide receiver and linebacker they take care of one of their big needs right here I think that Mayock would overrule Gruden on this one C J Henderson's a much better fit even though I think Gruden may may love may really want to take Justin Herbert here I just think that uh, they're going to look at the, the who they got and say you know what. Carr and Mariota right now are definitely better than Herbert. Herbert may not even start till the end of the year. Let's get a stud corner. I know the Raiders really want to make the playoffs. And, you know, if we have a season, I mean, they flirted with the playoffs last year. So, and now that you add a team per conference, it makes sense. So, I got them taking cornerback C.J. Henderson from Florida. Now the 49ers. I honestly think that the 49ers will trade out of this pick, but because I don't do trades, I got I have them taking C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Look, they need another receiver. They lost Emmanuel Sanders. They give up a late third and late fourth round pick in this draft for him. You know, Debo Samuel had a great rookie year. I think he'll continue to get better. Um, Pettis has been in the doghouse, so I think they need to add another receiver. And why not get the second or third best receiver in the draft? Makes a lot of sense. I think they might flirt with going with Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle from South Carolina, but I just feel like this is too good a deal if they can't get a trade to pass up, and they go C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. And the man I just mentioned, Javon Kinlaw. I have him going number 14 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, I think that they would have loved to have gotten one of the tackles to help protect Tom Brady, 
but I just feel like that this wasn't, you know, all of the main tackles were gone. The fifth or sixth tackle, I just don't think that that's great value at 14. Maybe they trade down. But why not get a stud defensive tackle like Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina to put on a line with Vita Vea and Nadama Kinsu? Makes a lot of sense to me, and I think that that's what the Buccaneers will do if the draft falls like mine does. All right, so the Denver Broncos have been rumored to be they're picking at number 15. They have been rumored to be wanting to move on up and get Jerry Judy. I've heard that they would may even go up as far as number 8 to get him. You know, they have Cortland Sutton, who's a stud at wide receiver. Drew Locke really impressed me when he got to play last year. Um, I was really high on him last year. If the Redskins hadn't taken Haskins, I would have loved for them to have taken Locke. But actually, I did have Locke ahead of Haskins last year. But... Um, Anyway, they need to get their young quarterback another weapon. You know, they added Noah Fant last year, and like I said, Cortland Sutton. So, and they added Melvin Gordon, so they have two uh, running backs. So they have two good running backs with Lindsey and Gordon. I could have gone linebacker here, but I think they're going to go the speed receiver. Henry Ruggs from the University of... Yeah, so, man, how's that? One, two, three, four Alabama players in the top 15 of my mock draft. And none of them to the Redskins. Isn't that crazy? All right, so, and I think and I think Ruggs is going to be a good receiver. I see a lot of Deshaun Jackson in him. I really do. All right, so the Falcons, who I think would have moved up by now, if trades were allowed, to get C.J. Henderson. I think they look and think, okay, we missed out on Ken Law. Pass rusher might not be what we need right now. We get we signed Dante Fowler Jr. and we have McKinley from a first round a couple years ago. So I'm going to go with the third best corner in the draft. I think I think the third best corner, AJ Terrell out of Clemson. Uh, they cut Trufant. They need another corner. This makes sense. I think that, uh, but I do think there will be a team that moves up if they can get Henderson or Simmons or. Maybe even Kinlaw. So, that brings us to the 17th pick. And my arch rival team, the Dallas Cowboys. All the corners are gone. I just don't think that safety's a good... I feel like there's so many better players here at number 17 to not go to go with safety. So, I have them going. They lost... Uh, I'm blanking on his name. Robert Quinn, who, the, who was their best pass rusher last year. I have them replacing him. The heat, uh, Quinn went to the Bears on a big deal. I was shocked he got that much money. Um, Triple opposite Khalil Mack. Good for him. Good for him, though. Um, but I have them replacing him with A.J. Epinesa from Iowa, the defensive end. Uh, I think in other, in other years, he might have been a top 10 pick. But I just think the way the receivers and tackles and um, corners go, I think that he gets pushed down, but I think in other drafts he would have been a top 10 pick. So Dallas gets a good pass rusher, but we get the better pass rusher too. (laughs) So uh, that was childish. I shouldn't have done that. All right. So that brings us to the Miami Dolphins in their second of three first round picks. I have them taking wide receiver Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Look, they need another receiver. They could have gone... 
with the fifth best tackle here. They could the, most of the corners that I think that they would have liked are gone. Um, it's too high for a running back. So I think they go receiver. Give Tua a weapon. Also, you let Ryan Fitzpatrick work with them and develop him. Fitzpatrick's done a good job job developing young receivers. If you look um, at his track record, some of the numbers that young guys have put up. So I have them going Justin Jefferson, wide receiver at LSU. I do think the Philadelphia Eagles would have liked to have moved up and got him though. All right. So last year, the Oakland Raiders with Josh Allen. Stud pass rusher from Kentucky, sitting there at number four. They needed a pass rusher bad to replace Khalil Mack. What do they do? They go Cleveland Farrell, Cleveland Farrell, defensive end out of Clemson. Definitely, I thought was a reach. Did not live up to the hype. Max Crosby, the fourth round pick, defensive end, outplayed him big time. I hope Farrell has a good year because he's a good guy. Nothing against the kid or nothing, but I just feel like they reached. Uh, last year, they took three Clemson players, if I remember right. They took the corner out of Clemson, which name I'm blanking on, in the second round, and they took Renfro, the receiver, in the fifth. And I have them going back to the Clemson wide receiver tree, and they're going to take T. Higgins, the big wide receiver f- from Clemson, at number 19. I think that if C.J. Henderson hadn't been there are 12 that they would have took a receiver then and could have come back and get a corner here. But I think that they're thrilled to get C.D. Lamb. And, I mean, not C.D. Lamb, T. Higgins. And I think, you know, some people have think that Higgins is going to fall out of the first round. I don't. So, pretty good draft, I think, for the Raiders. C.J. Henderson, T. Higgins. Defense gets better. Offense gets better. All right, so that brings us to the 20th pick. And we've had a re- run on receivers. We've seen Judy, Lamb, Ruggs. Jefferson, Higgins go. And I think nobody saw this coming. We're going to get our sixth receiver off the board here at number 20. Today, as of this recording, the Jacksonville Jaguars released Marquise Lee, who I would have thought was one of their best receivers, which they don't have a lot of. So I think they're going to go receiver here. This guy's a really underrated player. I've seen him toward the end of the first round in a lot of mock drafts. I have him going number 20 to the Jaguars. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver out of Arizona State. Uh, he was Nikhil Harry's teammate last year who went in the first round to the Patriots. So I think this is a good pick. I think, like I said, there was a run on receivers that Jacksonville may have liked, but this guy's he he reminds me a lot of Jamison Crowder, but a little bit better. And I think if you can get that in the first round... I mean, I could see him being a thousand-yard receiver as a rookie. So, give Gardner Minshew a weapon. Um, I already feel like Gardner Minshew's got his hands tied because of his offensive coordinator and Jay Gurdon and his coach Doug Marone's going to be on the way out more than likely. So, still get him a weapon, and I would have considered doing it, like I said, at nine. But Isaiah Simmons fell. They have a lot of needs, but there's there's no defensive tackle here that I think you take. There is a corner that's going to go in a couple picks, but I don't know if they would be in love with him or not. So yeah, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver to the Jaguars at twenty. Well, after the Philadelphia Eagles, your main need, your main need, was wide receiver coming into this draft. You took care of your cornerback issue with the Darius Slay trade. Um, they're also rumored to be shopping Alshon Jeffrey, which I. 
he doesn't get along with Carson Wentz, supposedly. So, who goes here? No wide receivers, I don't think, worthy of this spot. I wanted to give them linebacker Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma, but everybody I talk to says the Eagles don't take linebackers, or everybody I've heard talk have don't take linebackers in the first round like that. So I'm going to go with pass rusher Calavon Chasen out of LSU. Uh, I think Brandon Graham's deal might be running out at the end of next year. Either way, they could use another pass rusher, a young guy. They love to rotate guys in and out. So that makes as much sense to me. You lose out on most of the corners that you may like, and receivers are all gone. So that makes the most sense to me if you don't go linebacker. But if I was the Philadelphia Eagles, I would go Kenneth Murray. But just following the their philosophy, I'm glad I'm going with chasing the pass rusher out of LSU. Speaking of corners, maybe a little bit of a reach, maybe not. But I think the Vikings know they need one. I think if some of these guys had fallen, they might have taken two in the first round. I have them with the pick that they got from the Buffalo Bills for Stefan Diggs. I have them taking Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. All right, so they lost, I think, three corners, three or four corners in the offseason. So you put him with Hughes, and I think they'll they'll get another corner if they get either in the second, third round. I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they don't come out of this draft with three corners. So that, lead, that brings us to the New England Patriots and who is sitting on the board. Justin Herbert, quarterback, quarterback out of Oregon. Everybody thought he'd be gone by now. So what do the Patriots do? No, they do not go with Herbert. I have them taking Jordan Love, the quarterback out of Utah State, here at number 23. I think that a mobile quarterback intrigues Belichick and McDaniels, and I think that Herb, they... Really, they would evaluate quarterbacks differently. They are going to see Herbert as a second or a third round pick. They're going to see the upside and love, and they're going to go with Jordan Love here at number 23. And I think the Saints would have liked to have him. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, the Saints, Herbert's just fell into the Saints' lap. Like a few years ago, we thought, or a couple years ago, we thought that the Saints were moving up to get Lamar Jackson after the run on quarterbacks, but they took pass rusher Davenport. They don't go cornerback here either. Quarterback here either. They go linebacker because they never thought in a million years Kenneth Murray, the linebacker out of Oklahoma, would fall to them. He falls to them in number twenty-four, and they gladly take him. All right. So the Minnesota Vikings, no cornerback worth taking here. You can't go Diggs. You can't go with Stephon Diggs' brother. I think if if he was still there, that Diggs might have been the pick here, but you, you're not gonna you're not gonna do that. Um, so I got them going. Utah Gross Matos, the defensive end out of Penn State. Uh, Everson Griffin remains unsigned, so that gives them another pass rusher to go along with Daniel Hunter. So you come out here with two defensive studs out of LSU and Penn State. So pretty good draft for the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, look, I uh, would have loved to give them a receiver here. Ayuk would have been a perfect fit in this offense. But I think... This is a team that has developed receivers pretty well. You get Thielen, undrafted. You get Diggs in the fifth round, and they become stars. 
Um, you know, they missed on Treadwell, the first-round pick. So, I, you know, they could take a receiver in the second or third round, and uh, they might be fine. And I think Kirk will get a lot out of whatever they have left at receiver. And, you know, trades can happen. Maybe Alshon Jeffrey ends up there. You just never know. All right. Number 26, with the third, with their third first-round pick, the Miami Dolphins. This was the pick they got from the Texans in the Laramie Tunsil trade, right? Yeah. And they go offensive tackle Joshua Jones out of Houston. Is he as good as Tunsil? No. But you still have another first and second-round pick next year coming from that trade. So if, he, if he's, you know, three-fourths will get a tackle, then you definitely won. And you're getting a cheaper tackle, five-year deal. Way cheaper than you would be if you would extend Tunsil. Joshua Jones, tackle from Houston, goes to the Dolphins at 26. All right, now the Seattle Seahawks are known to reach. They also have known to trade out. I would lean more toward them trading out, but if you look back last year, Collier, their first-round pick, a lot of teams had third-round grade on. Uh, Penny, the running back, a lot of people had a third-round grade on. I've seen second and third round grades on this guy, and if you look at what the Seahawks have done this offseason, they signed Greg Olson, and they brought Jordan Reed in for a visit. No way is this player worth the 27th pick, but because they reach sometimes, I have the Seattle Seahawks going Cole Komet, tight end out of Notre Dame, with the 27th pick. He won't be there when they pick. They have two late second round picks. Um, I think they're both in the 60s or <clears throat> late 50s or at least in, they have the Chiefs pick. So I have them taking Cole Clement here. He won't be there. He shouldn't be there probably when they pick again. But like I said, more than likely they trade out and then take... Here's a place where I think Herbert could go off the board. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, not to the Seahawks, but in a trade-back scenario. And then you get Clement in the top of the second round. But uh, for this exercise, I have them reaching and going with... Tied in Coquelin out of Notre Dame. And then I thank you for the Baltimore Ravens, who a lot of people, including me, thought would probably Super Bowl, Super Bowl favorites going into the playoffs. They run to the podium, if you could, and take a linebacker, Patrick Queen, out of LSU with the 28th pick. They need an inside backer. Um, they missed C.J. Mosley last year. You kind of wonder what that defense could have been if he had been there and healthy. So... Uh, really good player. I think he would have gone off the board earlier if we hadn't had a run on receivers and tackles. All right, so we're almost done with the first round and with time to spare. The the Tennessee Titans, the surprise team of 2019, with the 29th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Zach Bond, pass rushing linebacker out of Wisconsin. Now, this guy can play a little bit all over. Uh, some teams say play in the middle, but he wants to be a pass rusher. I think, you you know, you have um, Harold, the linebacker from Boston College. I can't remember. I'm blanking. Anyway, you traded up. they traded up and got him a couple years ago. He's been really good. Um, or Landry. Maybe it's Harold Landry. I need to check that one moment here. That's going to bug me. That is going to bug me. Harold Landry, yes. Linebacker. Um, they took, traded up in the second round and got a couple years ago. He's been good. They signed Vic Beasley to a one-year deal. So this makes a lot of sense, I think. 
I know some people have dropped him on their boards, but I just he feels like a Tennessee Titan pick, and I think Mike Vrabel would love to work with this guy. All right. I need to take a drink before I get into this one. Water, of course. Um, with the 30th pick, the team who watched Aaron Rodgers fall, 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 fall like, Palp- fall like Emperor Palpatine did in Episode 6 of Star Wars. Return of the Jedi. The Green Bay Packers. Do it again. With the 30th pick, the Green Bay Packers select Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. No one saw this coming. And honestly, I do think a team like the Chargers or someone will trade up and grab him. But I think if he is there at 30, I think Green Bay would like to get their next quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has said he wants to play four or five years. I think he has kind of wore out his goodwill with the Packers. Uh, you know, look, uh, I've been an Aaron Rodgers fan for years. E- even though Brett Favre is my favorite player, I did understand when they wanted to move on. Aaron Rodgers has been one of the most fun players in the league to watch. But something happened after, you know, they won the Super Bowl. They went 15-1 and and got eliminated by the Giants in the round, first round of the playoffs. And after that, something happened. And I don't know what it was. But Aaron Rodgers changed. And, you know, his... His demeanor is always different. He just, he always, he doesn't look like he's having fun anymore, which is sad. And I think, in a way, the Packers would kind of like to move on at some point. And, you know, if you get Herbert and you get, you know, he sits behind Rodgers for a year or two. And, you know, if Rodgers gets hurt again and he comes in and plays and you see that you got your guy, then maybe you end up getting one or two first-round picks from a team for uh, Rodgers. You know, maybe maybe Tom Brady plays for two years and then Aaron Rodgers is available in a trade and he goes to Tampa Bay. I just, I feel like uh, Rodgers would kind of like to play somewhere else and I kind of feel like sometimes the Packers would like to move on from him. So they flirted around last year with drafting Drew Locke in the second round. And I think that if Herbert or Love were to fall to them at 30, they're going to take him. All right. So, with the 49th pick. Whoa, that's not right. With the um, 31st pick. And I, and I do believe that the 49ers will trade this pick. Somebody else will be making this pick. But because of, for this exercise, with the 31st pick, the San Francisco 49ers fill their second biggest need. They go cornerback Trevon Diggs out of the University of Alabama. Yes, that's right. Another Alabama player goes in the first round. I think that's up to five now. And like I said, Trevon Diggs would have made a lot of sense for the Vikings if Stefan had still been there. Look, maybe they take him. Maybe Zimmer's like, you know what, this guy's too good of a corner to pass up on. But I just I think that'd be too uncomfortable. So I got the 49ers taking him. I think if he doesn't go to San Francisco or doesn't go to whoever <coughs> excuse me, has the 31st pick, that he'll go to the Chiefs at number 32 because they need to replace Fuller, um, who came back to the Redskins. But I've, I also think if 49ers can't trade out, that they will go with Diggs here because they need a corner. Cornerback was a weakness for them in the playoffs last year. So that makes a lot of sense, I think. 
All right. The Super Bowl champs. The Kansas City Chiefs. I, I wanted to give them a running back so bad. DeAndre Swift would have made a lot of sense here. But Andy Reid doesn't draft running backs in the first round. So, I also looked at the linemen. Eh. I looked at corner. Eh. So I had them going. I think you can, you can, you know, you have the safety from Virginia they took last year. He's still coming back from injury, but you have him in one safety spot. You have uh, the Honey Badger at the other safety spot, but he could play some corner. So I actually have them going with safety Xavier McKinney from from. Oh, me. I don't know why that song came to my mind today, but I'm glad it did for this uh, mock draft. Um, So, yeah, I think, you know, Xavier McKinney, I've heard the Chicago Bears are really high on him and that they might try to trade up into the first round and get him or, you know, and I've seen McKinney falling into the second round. So, you know, maybe he falls like Landon Collins. A lot of teams had a lot of mock drafts had Landon Collins going in the top 10 the year he was drafted and he fell all the way to the second round. So we'll see. But yeah, I have. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense for them. Best player available. You can move him around, and and that also frees up Honey Badger to play corner if you wanted to. All right, so that ends the first round. But there were six teams, six as of right now, that don't have first round picks. The Indianapolis Colts were slated to pick at number thirteen, but they traded that pick away for DeForest Buckner, the big defensive tackle. Unbelievable, you know, probably top five best, top one of the top five best defensive tackles in the league. They traded the 13th pick away from him, and gave him a big contract. That defense gets better, you know. Even if you had gotten Kinlaw at 13, it wasn't going to be the same impact. So, um, it makes sense. So I understand that philosophy. Uh, 13th pick did seem a little high to me, but hey. It's not my franchise to run. So they have the 30th trade last year. The Redskins traded, I believe it was 49 or 47 last year, and this year's second to move up back up in the first round and get Montez Sweat. I still look, Sweat had a decent year. He's going to be playing a much better defensive scheme with much better defensive coaches. And I think if healthy, I think Sweat could have 10 sacks. Um, I hate that we don't have the 34th pick, but the Colts do. And, you know, I start to look around, like, some of the running backs are going to be free agents after this year. The best running back, I think, in the draft, who I wanted to give to the Chiefs at number 32, I think he comes off the board here at number 34. I also think we're going to see a run on running backs here in the top of the second round. I have the Indianapolis Colts with the 34th pick, taking DeAndre Swift, running back out of Georgia. All right, so and you know that helps Philip Rivers. Uh, I also think that they could go receiver here or tackle, but I got them going running back, and they'll be picking again in a few picks, so they could get a receiver or a tackle there probably. All right, the Houston Texans, who don't have a first round pick because they traded that away in the Laramie Tunsil trade, they have this pick because they traded DeAndre Hopkins for this pick and 
they swap fourth round picks, and, or I can't remember. One of them gets a fourth this year. One of them gets a fourth next year, and they get running back David Johnson. Uh, they need a pass rusher. They never, you know, they didn't replace Davion Clowney, and I think that they go linebacker Terrell Lewis out of Alabama. Oh, oh, oh! Should I play the music? I forgot about that. There was another Alabama player. I think we should. What do you say? Yeah. All right, that's the last time we'll play that part of the song. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Terrell Lewis, linebacker, pass rusher out of Alabama, goes to the Texans at number 40. The Chicago Bears, I think, will be moving up or around to either get a tackle or a safety. If they stay put, though, I have them taking with the 43rd pick, the pick they got from the Raiders in the Khalil Mack trade. I have them taking Ashton Davis, safety out of Cal. Um they need a safety. Makes sense. They have a really good one, Eddie Jackson. So they lost Clinton Dix in the offseason. So, and they lost, uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name. The safety went to the Packers um, the year before. So you get a young safety, you got to control for four years. So that makes a lot of sense there. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I wanted to give them a wide receiver, and I almost went Michael Pittman Jr. here. But I also look at the running back situation. They need. They need a running back. They need a, you know, all-purpose number one running back. And I have them going Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Wisconsin at number 49. And, you know, look, they win. They Their first-round pick was Minka Fitzpatrick, and he helped them flirt with the playoffs. So definitely you weren't going to get an impact player like that, I don't think, at number 18. So that's why they don't have a first-round pick. But I think they get... A really good running back here or a wide receiver at number 49. Michael Pittman Jr., who I just mentioned, I have going to the Los Angeles Rams at number 52. They traded away Brandon Cooks for the number 57th pick to the Texans. They need another receiver. Pittman Jr. out of USC makes a lot of sense here. I went back and forth with the 54th pick, the Buffalo Bills, their first pick in the draft because they traded away their first-round pick for Stephon Diggs. I I wanted to give them a defensive tackle. I wanted to give them a corner. But I ended up going with running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire out of LSU. I just feel like he's a different back than what they've got. And I just feel like that would be a really good fit in that offense. You give Josh Allen another weapon. You, you give him Diggs and Hilaire. Um, he impressed me last year. So he really did with his jump. And, you know, he, he outplayed Darnold and I. Still think Darnold was the best quarterback coming out. I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback from that draft. But coming out, I had Darnold number one. and You know, they haven't done him any favors. I mean, they didn't get him the right coach coaching staff. And I just don't know. I hope they don't ruin him. I mean, I could see Darnold going somewhere in a couple years to a quarterback guru and taking off. So we'll see. So that's that's all 32 teams and their first pick in the draft. Um, we're running a little late on time, so I'm just going to go through some other things that I teased um, on Facebook about this. Uh, the Redskins draft. The Redskins right now have the second pick, the 66th pick in the third round, uh, the 108th and 142nd picks in the fourth round, the 162nd pick that they got from the Seahawks for the Quentin Dunbar trade in the fifth round, and two seventh-round picks, number 216 and number 229. Let's run through these players real quick. 
Obviously, Chase Young at number two. Then I have them going back to Ohio State and taking cornerback Devon Arnett from Denon Arnett from Ohio State, the corner. Uh, I have them taking Adam Troutman, tight end out of Dayton. Honestly, I think he's going to go higher, but maybe fingers crossed he falls to as high as like late second round and as low as fifth round in a lot of mocks. Colton McKivitz, the offensive tackle out of West Virginia. I have him going at 142. Uh, former teammate of Terry McLaurin and Dwayne Haskins. I have K.J. Hill, wide receiver from Ohio State, going at number 162. I haven't taken a flight. They don't right now. They have Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins as quarterbacks. Um, I haven't taken. He may go before then, but I haven't taken James Morgan, the quarterback out of Florida International, in the seventh round. I, you, know, you need a, you need a third one. We we learned a couple years ago when we had Alex Smith. Go down, Colt McCoy go down, Mark Sanchez come in and play bad, and then Josh Johnson take over. I think you need to carry three quarterbacks, and I think uh, if Morgan was there in the seventh round, that'd be a good good guy to have as a development until prospect. All right, this brings me to number 229. I've seen this guy as mocked as high as number 66 does. I've seen some people say he's going to go undrafted. He had one good year at LSU. And honestly, I think his LSU connection is going to get him drafted either by the Cincinnati Bengals or the Carolina Panthers because of Burrow and the coordinator from LSU, who's the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. But if not, maybe we take a flyer on Thaddeus Moss, son of Hall of Famer Randy Moss, the tight end out of LSU. I Like I said, take a risk. If, if it doesn't work, you wasted the 229th pick. No one's going to care. Um, if it works, you got a stud tight end and filled a big, you know, maybe he can develop into a solid, you know, 500 yards receiving tight end a year. And um, I really think if you could come out with a draft like this, that a lot of Redskins fans would be happy. Uh, obviously, I hope we have another pick either in the second or third round with Trent Williams. If that deal doesn't get done this week, I'll be shocked. From everybody I've talked to, or heard rumors of, listen to different podcasts, it, the deal should be done by Saturday. Um, what, what they get, I don't know. Do they even get a pick this year? I think if we get a run on tackles, that Tampa Bay is going to be like, you know what? We have Tom freaking Brady. we got to protect him. And I can see them saying, here's, your, here's our third and fourth, or here's a third this year and a third next year, or maybe here's a second next year. I don't think we'll get their second this year, but you never know. Um, so that's that's a possibility. I think that if Trent gets dealt, it'll be to a contender like that. Or maybe Cleveland or the uh, Jets are in on it. We'll see. I wouldn't take anything less than a third-round pick unless we can get a player. Now, if you say Tampa Bay, tell me that Tampa Bay calls us up and says, hey, we'll give you tight end O.J. Howard, done. Sign me up. If Cleveland calls and says, hey, we'll give you O.J. Howard, I mean, if Cleveland calls and says we'll give you Odell Beckham Jr., you give us Trent Williams and a third or a fourth round pick next year, I'm making that deal too. You put Beckham with uh, McLaurin and Sims and uh, Harmon, I like that. You don't even necessarily need a receiver, I think. <laughs> you know, a top-notch receiver, uh, tight end, excuse me, if uh, you get Odell Beckham Jr. So... As far as uh, if we don't get, you know, 
a tackle back in a trade or anything for Trent. Keep an eye on Jason Peters and as a possibility. Also, they could resign Donald Penn. He he was solid last year, you know. So there's our options at tackle. Um, free agents available. I don't think we're going to make a run at Clowney. Logan Ryan, maybe. I mean, you look at what we've done at corner. We had we brought back Fuller. We signed Darby from the Eagles. Um, we have Monroe, Fabian Monroe, and uh, Moreland. We need another corner. If we take one in the third round, I don't think we'll go after Logan Ryan or anybody else that's available, but we'll see. Uh, I look for Logan Ryan to either end up back with the Titans or maybe the 49ers or maybe go back to the Patriots. I don't know. Uh, as far as Cam Newton goes, I think what's going to end up happening with Cam, he's either going to end up with the Chargers or he's going to wait and see what happens. I think uh, Andy Dalton, I think, is going to... If if Andy Dalton gets traded this week, it'll be to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It just makes so much sense to compete with Minshew. He knows that system. We'll see. Um, the Jaguars are rumored to be flirting with trading uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, what else? All right, so... As far as other, like I said, Clowney, the Tennessee Titans have been interested in him. The Jets are interested in him. We'll see. You know, you never know. If if uh, if the Patriots land a quarterback, it wouldn't shock me if Clowney goes there for a year. Um, or he could end up back in Seattle. He's not going to get the money he wanted. He turned down a good deal for Miami, from what I was told. So, uh, Jameis Winston. Where does Jameis end up? If the Saints don't get a quarterback... In the first round, first or second round, I think that he would make a lot of sense to go back up Drew Brees. I think he would make a lot of sense to go back up Ben Roethlisberger as well. Um, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback from Oklahoma, I could see him going to Pittsburgh in the second round. I could see him going to maybe the Bears in the second round. I think I think Hurts is going to go in the second round. Maybe the Patriots trade down and take him. I don't know. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, intriguing storylines we're going to be following the next week or so. Or, no, well, through Saturday, so six days, five days, whatever it is. Um, it is Monday, right? I'll tell you all, man, these days run together without sports. Um, if Odell Buckin gets traded, will it be to the Vikings? I just don't know why you would take a pick next year. Uh, if you're going to make that trade, get the pick this year. Um, the, the rumor was a second and a fifth next year. I mean... The Vikings have picks. Do it this year if you're going to do it. But why, if you're the Vikings, would you trade away Diggs for another possible headache with Beckham? I don't know. I think O.J. Howard, if they, I would keep him one more year. See what he can, what Brady can do with him. But if they're determined to trade him, keep an eye on the Patriots and keep an eye on the Redskins. And the Redskins, I'll tell you what. Here's what happened. When Ron Rivera became the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, that was the year of the lockout. When they got going again... They traded their third-round pick in the next draft, the following draft, to get Greg Olson from the Chicago Bears. So don't be shocked if we get to a couple weeks after the draft and O.J. Howard's still a Buccaneer and they want to move him. Don't be shocked if the Redskins don't trade the third-round pick next year. And honestly, I would be for that. We'll have our first, we'll have our second, we'll have our fourth as of right now. And you give me a tight end that helps us this year, makes a lot of sense. And it helps your quarterback. And then maybe you don't even draft one at all in the first five rounds. So it's an option. Um, 
we'll see what happens there. Uh, I mentioned I think Austin Jeffrey is going to get traded. I think uh, Andy Dalton will get traded. If he doesn't get traded to the Jaguars, I, I think that they'll wait. And I think that the Bengals will be smart to wait because then we get to training camp, maybe somebody goes down, maybe somebody's rookie's not playing as well as they hoped, and then maybe New England swings a trade. Um, I, I think Cam will either end up with the Chargers or wait and see uh, what happens in training camp or into the season. A lot of fun. This is going to be a lot of fun, and I am so thankful to the NFL. I'm so thankful the NFL didn't cave in and say we're not going to do free agency we're not going to do the draft. I needed this distraction. I don't know about you, but I needed it. And uh, I'm very thankful that the NFL has continued to do it. Now, look, after we get through Saturday, we'll get a couple weeks of breaking down what everybody did in the draft, and then we got nothing for a while. And that's that's kind of scary for a sports fan like me. Hopefully, racing will be back soon. Hopefully, the world will be back to normal soon. Keep uh, keep praying for the world, man. And I hope, uh, hope you enjoyed this. I know I was a little discommemorated at times. But, uh, like I said, I'm an amateur. I love the NFL. I love the NFL draft. I love the offseason. And I appreciate you listening. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts. If you enjoyed the podcast, what you think I got right, what you think I got wrong. And uh, reach out on Facebook, the Andrew Staples Show on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. I have my personal page. I'm at Jedi Drew Step on Twitter. Would love to hear from you. Can't wait. We will be back. I promise as long as the my phone works and uh, the internet works and everything happens and I don't get sick or anything, I will be back next week to break down what happened in the draft. And I just can't wait. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Say your prayers. Be nice to people. Don't hoard toilet paper. Don't hoard san- hand sanitizer, paper towels, whatever. Be nice to each other. It's hard right now, but we're going to get through this. Okay? I know we've never been through anything like this before, but we're going to get through this. Hope is just ahead. Take care.